Hey guys, this is Spiro Didis, and you're listening to the On the Board Sports Podcast with my guys, Sean and William. You can! it on the board! Yes! And welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, aka Sean on the mic. Happy Friday to all. As always, joined by my main man, my co-host, William Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C. Will, happy Friday, pal. Absolutely happy Friday to you, but every day feels like a Sunday during this quarantine. So sooner or later, we're all going to have to go back to work and have to get back into that, the flow of things. But right now, it's every day is a Sunday at this point for me. So it is what it is. But, Sean, we have a very special guest with us. Well, we do have a very special guest on the line with us right now. We are joined of the Burlington Royals. We're talking about the one and the only Alex Fuse. And Alex, thank you for coming on, pal. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, uh, Will and Sean? It's great to be with you on, I guess, a Sunday, per se. Um, and I do agree. <laughs> it does feel like Sunday every day. It seems like every time I turn around, another week is complete. And, you know, the days go by slow but the weeks go by fast it seems in some ways and then some days i turn around and it's already bedtime so um <laughs> you know it's been an interesting last few weeks and months right. now it's almost been three months um since we have no live sports out, excluding nascar racing and kbo baseball uh but other than that it's you know it's been an interesting last few months to say the least Absolutely has been. The past two months have been absolutely crazy here in New York. Uh, mm. But Alex, the real question is here, since you're our guest, how did you get into sports journalism, number one, and why did you want to do it? You know, it's an interesting question. Uh, I got into it by accident, and I'm not a typical sports fan. I, I guess I am a typical sports fan now, but when I first got into having an interest in broadcasting, I never really liked sports. Um, I was grounded for two weeks in the seventh grade. And then I turned on the radio when I couldn't watch any TV for those two weeks. And I started listening to John Sterling and Susan Wallman call New York Yankee games. And at that point, I fell in love with the game of baseball. So it was around age 13, 14, when I started really having an interest in talking about sports and loving the sport of baseball, number one, and then the other sports followed after that once that baseball season finished. I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing on TV tonight. So as soon as I, you know, once that Major League Baseball season finished, I started watching the other sports, football, basketball, hockey. And then that's when it all started. And at that same point where I, you know, started following other sports and it was when the Michael K show went on the Yes Network and then he had his own show. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to start my own show. So it was six years ago this past week that I started this podcast and it's been, it's been incredible. That's awesome right there, Alex. Absolutely. And you're from the tri-state area. I'm from Albany, New York area. So, okay. um, so Albany, upstate New York, there's a couple upstates, I guess you can say. Uh, but right. I guess the true upstate New York, just because the capital is in Albany. Correct. Um, so, you know, I, I'm back here. I would I would have been North Carolina. Uh, I would have left about a week and a 
a half ago, but um, because of everything happening in the world, I'm still home um, and enjoying this time with family right now for sure. Alex, well said, Alex, well said. And Alex, so, take, so talk to everybody about what you do now for the Burlington um, uh, uh, Royals, and you also have your own, the WS, the whole story of podcast, everyone about that too. Yeah, so I mean, it's really been an interesting last few months, right, because as soon as, you know, I'm still in college, and as soon as I was sent home, basically, uh, saying that we can't go back on campus, and uh, it was at the height of uh, the pandemic, especially in the state of New York, right around the same time, so I didn't leave the house for two and a half, three weeks at one point in time, and for anyone that knows me knows that I can't sit still, and uh, at that point, I said, you know, I'm want to be proactive we're doing something and i started the whole story podcast back in january but i got busy with school but with the more free time i was able to really put more of a focus to it and at the same time with no minor league baseball season starting right away we still had to put content out for the b royal so whether it's writing articles for them or interviewing players every so often uh, it, it's definitely just been finding out, okay, how can we take this situation of everyone being in their own homes and telling s- stories? And that's what I love to do uh, for short. But um, I, I think that's really the fun part about this is being able to test our creativity and, and being able to tell stories throughout this time when really social media is the only thing people have. I know we're slowly getting back to somewhat normal routines, but for the most part, social media is really the only way we can feel connected with one another right now. Alex, I got to ask you this though, since do you have a favorite minor league player that you like being around covering at all, any sort of story at all, since this whole pandemic has been going on, what's been your favorite story thus far? You know, it's a good question. It's one that, you know, I I love, and it's not going to be a cop out. Some might say it is, But honestly, what I love is that everyone has a story. And I think what's interesting, I I feel like personally, that when you work in minor league baseball, you have a different perspective of it from the outside point of view. And if you understand, truly understand what minor league baseball is, and, and sometimes, a lot of times, these players aren't represented the way they should be. You know, you could be... In a short season affiliated team like the Burlington Royals, you're still a professional baseball player. And sometimes, you know, they're not really covered as much as the Mike Trouts of the world, the Aaron Judges of the world, the Mookie Betts of the world in baseball. But these are so professional baseball athletes. and They all have stories that they can share with one another. And it's just getting to hear their love of baseball because if you are playing professional baseball at any level, you truly love the game. So it's just hearing their excitement as soon as they start talking about their journey and how they made it to being drafted or signed um, as a professional baseball player. That's my favorite part. Uh, Between Vinny Pasquatino of the B-Royals or Noah Murdoch or some of the other top players that I've been able to interview over the past few weeks and months now, 
you know, Nicky Lopez is a great story. You know, a few years ago played down in Burlington and now he's helping out the, the major league Royals, you know, and he's just, they're all just great people to talk with. And it's like that all throughout this organization, I'm sure others are the same way, but truly everyone in the Royals organization are just incredible people and they truly love the game of baseball. And that's what means the most because I love it. And I know they all love it too. And they have a strong passion for the game. And Alex, speaking of the um, major league team, obviously a struggle on the field for them last season, the off season was had. What's your take of hopefully we get uh, baseball back, but if we do or when we do, what's your take on the major league team and what expectations do you have for them? Look, this Royals team is young. Now, I think that's a huge benefit right now because they're a young team. They're hungry. You know, you saw last night, there was a chain of all these Royals players that I saw. I'm sure other players on other teams were tweeting it out too, but they all want to get back. They are wanting to get back and play. This is their job, right? It's, it's no different than anyone else wanting to get back to work. And this is what they've done their whole entire life to do. And you take guys like Nicky Lopez, like Whit Merrifield, you, you take these guys off the field, not only just off the field, but these are people that spent the last, you know, since November through February to train for this season, then report to spring training, and then three, three and a half weeks in told to go home and you have no idea when you're going to get that call back to say, okay, you know, you can come back to work now. You're going to get paid this amount less, but there's baseball on the field. Now, that's a whole question about the financial aspect of baseball, how many games are going to play. It seems like right now, Major League Baseball and the uh, Players Association, the union, are kind of at a stalemate as we are talking on Friday afternoon. You know, everyone kept saying July 4th, July 4th, July 4th. It looks incredibly unlikely that that's going to happen now. And who even knows if there is going to be a 2020 baseball season? I hope there is. But still, at the end of the day, we just don't know. But I will say this. At the end of the day, if they only play 50 games, it's anyone's ball game, no pun intended. You know, you look at any team, you play 50 games, it's almost like a, a, a shootout for hockey, in a sense, because you can take the worst team in baseball playing the best team of baseball in a three-game series – and you could play that series out 10 different times, you're going to have a different outcome every single game. That's the beauty of baseball. And it goes for any team. You know, if you play 50 games, it's anyone's chance to win. And I think that's going to be exciting if we get to that point. Alex, you talk about the players on the field right now. One player in particular, Jorge Soler, he had himself a career year for the past couple of years, probably having the – you know, all-time home runs record for the Royals in a single season. Uh, can you talk to us about the growth of him after he came over from the Cubs? I mean, pretty unbelievable stuff right there. Right. No, 100%. He's so exciting to watch, too. And that's what I love about these players in the game. You know, I tweeted out uh, yesterday the commercial that uh, Major League Baseball put out right before the postseason began in 2019, just seven months ago, about – letting the kids play and also 
letting the young players of the game shine even more. And this is what we're lacking with baseball, right? I mean, you look back at the 1994. As soon, if you're a baseball fan and you hear the year 1994, it's like a scar on your soul yeah. in a sense. Yeah. I was not born, but still just doing my research and talking with people that were around the game at that time, it's painful to talk about. It, and, you know, it feels like we're living through that right now, but we're also living in the midst of a pandemic and then also everything else happening in the world today on top of that. And, you know, it's frustrating because I want to see guys, you know, like on the Royals that had phenomenal years, like your example, you know, we're not seeing that right now. And in my opinion, baseball missed their shot to really bring in the new fans that are hungry for sports right now. And it looks like the NBA are, is going to be the first major sport back. And as a baseball fan, it, it, it's painful to be completely honest because, you know, baseball had their opportunity and it wasn't, I mean, they submitted the 64 page health guideline to, and, you know, there were some issues in that and those got worked out and stuff. And people are like, well, after the money, is it even safe for them to go back and play? Honestly, yes. The way they set up that guideline and the way that they were able to fix some of the minor things in it to make it more, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out if they're able to get past the financial. But right now, the reason why there is no plan of when the next baseball game is going to come isn't because of the pandemic and health concerns. It's because of financial reasons. And when uh, unemployment is at an all-time high and there's so many disruptions in our society right now, you know, you're going to lose that support by the basic casual fans of not just baseball, but sports when they aren't playing on the field right now. Alex, well said, my friend, well said. Now, Alex, so I'm a fan of the Mets. Mm -hmm. Will is, Will is unfortunately a Yankees fan. And I'm only bringing this up because I saw you had a chance to interview the one and the only Susan uh, Waldman the other day. How was that uh, interviewing her? Such a, you know, like when it comes to the booth, like her and John have done this for many, many years. How was it? Um, just talking to her, man. One hundred percent. And you know, I grew up a Yankee fan. You know, and listening, you know, and talking with Susan. I know. I, I'm. I'm sorry, but um, okay. you know, it's. Uh, it was amazing to get a chance to talk with her. It was the first time I, I ever interviewed Susan, and she was incredible and she was the nicest person and it was just enjoy enjoyment pure enjoyment because she spent her whole life around the game of baseball now it's interesting with susan because she grew up around the boston area and had basically season tickets to go see the red sox play ever since she was a little girl and, and to then have the historic career that she has had with wfan and calling baseball games alongside john in the booth for the new york yankees to where at the end of the day you can have a favorite team, but you're still a baseball fan. And, and that's my favorite part about the game of baseball. It's sure you can have a rooting for a particular team, but at the same time, you love the game of baseball. And that's what's special about a lot of people in the game, working in the game is, yeah, sure, they might still have a favorite team that they grew up 
watching. But at the end of the day, they love baseball. And, and that that's what came across to me from talking with Susan is she truly loves the game of baseball and has a passion for telling those stories, covering the players that she has. I mean, to be able to say, yeah, I saw every single at-bat Derek Jeter had. To say you saw every single pitch Mariano Rivera threw. To say that you saw every single Joe Torre managed Yankee baseball game and every single World Series championship that Joe Torre and the one that Joe Girardi won with the Yankees, that's incredible. And to say even now, seeing Aaron Judge come up, Gary Sanchez, to see the trade with Stanton now to create this Yankee team. And if you're a Yankee fan, I'm sure you're very bummed out right now to not be able to see Garrett Cole and pinstripes in a regular season game. I know they got to see him in spring training, but still, I mean, I can remember the excitement that free agency was, it seems like an eternity ago, but it was only just a few months ago. And the excitement that surrounded this Yankee team, it was special. And I'm sure all the Yankee fans out there and let alone just baseball fans are excited to see what hopefully the 2020 season has in store. You know, you mentioned you interviewed Susan Waldman. You also interviewed Bob Costas and a couple other people. For a man your, your age, what's that like interviewing agents like that, number one? And number two, you go out there and, you know, what ha- for, for people out there that want to know, how do you do it? That's the main thing. How do you do it? That's great that you do it. How do you do it? Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's what I love to do. And it's talking to people that – have the same passion for this. You know, like I said, you can kind of make a comparison to broadcasters in a sense to professional baseball players. And really the only way possible is that they truly love what they do. Uh, I, I don't have an athletic bone in my body, but I do think I have an understanding of the mindset you have to have around the game of baseball, that it's not just going up to the plate and swinging at every single pitch. Like, it's a whole mindset that you have to go into, and it's the same for broadcasting. And you have to have a passion for this. You know, Costas always says broadcasting is this kind of thing that it's kind of a – you have to have a knack for it to be successful at it. And being able to talk to these people that have had, you know, careers that are incredible to – you know, be able to sit down and have, you know, 30, 40 minutes with, with Bob or with other, you know, John Sterling or, you know, really anyone that I've ever been able to have the opportunity to talk to. It's incredible to be able to get those opportunities and that they were in our shoes at one point. You know, they were aspiring broadcasters. It's all about relating yourself to them and to allow them to feel like that, you're not just in it for, oh man, I'm a huge fan. But no, at the end of the day is I have a passion for broadcasting and that's why I'm reaching out. It's to pick your brain or to ask questions that are legitimate questions of how can I still learn? You know, I I love learning new things every single day. And I think a lot of times some people will reach out to them and just fanboy over them sometimes And no one really wants that. Sure, it might feel cool for five seconds, but it's, you know, they're people. And I think that's what's special about this industry is you can kind of gauge whether or not that, um, 
they're just interviewing someone. And the same goes for athletes too. You know, if you ask an athlete, you know, oh man, it's, it's really cool. And then after the interview, you're, oh, can, can I send you my address for an autograph? Or versus, you know, I really appreciate your time, you know, to share your story with me. That hits more than right after you finish an interview and, oh, can I have your autograph? Like, that's not how this works. Um, so it's, it's those things. It, it's to, you know, just be able to relate yourself to them and, you know, they'll be able to kind of gauge out, test the market to see, okay, um, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, they realize that. I truly love doing broadcasting and have a passion for, and I know everyone I've talked with, if, if you want to be successful in this, one thing I've learned is that you have to have a passion for it and, and just keep doing it almost every single day and to keep improving at it. So that's what I love most. And Alex, take us behind the fan base there because, and obviously four, five, six uh, years ago, they were, competing for the World Series and then they won the World Series, unfortunately, against my Mets. But as of, but obviously, as we know, the past couple of years hasn't been the best. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs, they just won uh, the Super Bowl. So just take us behind the fan base. And are they excited for the team? Are they down on the team? In terms of the Royal fan, what's mm-hmm. their pulse? You know what? I think, honestly, you know, Royals fans, if you talk to them right now, especially right now, because remember, the Royals just under a week ago said that they aren't furloughing any employee and they're still playing minor league baseball players. And and that's special about the Royals. And I know some other teams are doing it too. And But then you have other teams that are cutting minor league baseball players and saying, you know, after this date, we're not going to pay them. And, you know, what Dayton Morris said and his support of saying, you know, while, yes, Major League Baseball is kind of the billboard of professional baseball, the love for the game is from the grassroots of it, if you look back at it. And that's what's special about the game. You know, I always worry about the future of the game because when they see, you know, if I'm four or five years old and you know, my parents sit me down and say, okay, you know, little Johnny or little Alex, what sport do you want to play? Do you want to play football? You might have a concussion, but still, you you might have a, a better shot at going D1, D2, D3 in football, more players on one particular team, more of a market. It's really hot right now. You want to play basketball? It's a, probably the most safest option. You can play it all year round. And um, it's good exercise or B ba- or C baseball where it's highly competitive, but also you look at the major league level and the potential of the unknown of future for minor league baseball. And right now with everything that's happening, uh, with major league baseball, you know, where are you going to choose? It doesn't just start at the major league level. It has a trickle down effect to where if you have a lifelong baseball fan as a parent, and they're trying to, you know, a four or five-year-old can't drive themselves to practices. And you have an influence at a large level as a parent. And when you have that sort of influence over young people in the game of baseball, that's scary. And, you know, it goes back on that Major League Baseball had their marketing sample of let the kids play. And then, just a few months later, we're going through this whole disagreement right now between the, the union 
and Major League Baseball, it's definitely a confusing process and a frustrating process for any baseball fan because the game of baseball deserves so much more than what it's getting right now. Absolutely, Alex. Well said. Alex, my final question for you is, you know, as far as just outside of being, you know, baseball uh, broadcaster, even a journalist for that matter, did you have any favorite moments at all going out there and just whether it be interviewing a player, you know, calling a game or even just going through the process of just being Alex Fuse, what would be your favorite moment doing broadcasting? You know, it's an interesting one. It's one I probably think about every single day. And, you know, some may say this also might be a cop-out. But honestly, I love the journey. You know, I know it sounds cliche, but the ups and downs are what's enjoyment. You know, I relate everything back to baseball. You know, and every single day, I don't want to go 0 for 4. You know, if one day I go 1 for 4 with a strikeout, but that one hit that I got was a home run, I'm happy. And if, you know, you have the 0 for 4 days, but why did I go 0 for 4? Did I hit a sharp grounder? Did I strike out four times? Did I hit a fly ball out to the warning track and almost get one? You know, and Aaron Judge with the height that he has in the short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium, was he able to jump up and catch it? You always have to relate it back to baseball, in my opinion. So that's what I love most. It's how can I still feel successful at what I'm doing, but also learning at the same time and enjoying the ups and downs because that's what baseball is. That's what life is. And that's uh, what this industry is. If you ask anyone, there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs in some ways. And you always have to find the silver linings in everything, whether it's in a job or just in life and still make the most out of it. And if you had a bad day at the plate or at life in some ways, how can I improve? How can I make tomorrow a better chance? You know, look back at yesterday and say, okay, this is what I'm going to change today. You have to change your approach um, to every single day. So it's just learning how to appreciate the little things, the big things, learning how to just become yourself and figuring out, okay, this is who I identify as a broadcaster. That's what I look for most in myself and what I appreciate most in the last six years journey in the life of broadcasting and journalism and in the sports industry in general. So I guess that's what I would say. Alex, my final question for you, pal, is what's the, what does the future look like for you? Like, like, like what's the next steps for you? And eventually, where do you want to end up? Is it working for a network, on TV, a radio? Well, what does the future look like for Mr. and Alex Hughes? You know, it's also one that I think about every single day. I think if you don't, I think you're missing the whole point. And, you know, whether what's next, you know, who knows, you know, but honestly, I I love to write and, but I I would want to write for a platform in a sense. And, you know, it's been challenging, you know, my podcast I've had for six years now, it's all been on my own platform. 
and the following for the most part i've grown on my own it's exhausting this is a grind and you know i never really look for an easy way out in anything that i do but i would really love to at some point join a brand that's larger than my own and i felt that when i you know, landed the job in Burlington and I was really looking forward to growing that this summer. And I hope, you know, I always say if we're able to bring back baseball safely, you know, I'm ready to go tomorrow. You know, if there's some way we can have some form of minor league baseball season in Burlington, North Carolina, I'll be down there, you know, and it takes me 10 hours to get there. I'll be down there in 10 hours after I end up the phone call. Um, so I always look at that, but at the end of the day, I would, you know, I want to be a part of something that's bigger um, and be a part of something where I can just sit next to someone and say, how do I improve this instead of sending out an email and giving someone a call? Just being able to work with other people that all have the same goal and that have more experience. Um, you know, I'm only 20 years old and pretty much self-taught for the most part. So I still have a, so much to learn, so much more you know, I, I hunger experience, I hunger knowledge. So it's more of how can I put myself in a position to sit next to someone, bounce off ideas and then tell like, no, Alex, you can't do this and say, okay, I need to do this to, you know, figure out what to do. So I think honestly, what's next for me is just continually what I'm doing, but also, you know, potentially writing for, um, for, some place where I can just write every single day, write long form stuff, write a quick hit piece, write or do a quick interview and, you know, type it up and put it out there to tell someone's story. That's what I love most. And I would love to be able to do that. So hopefully, um, you know, I have some things in the works. So hopefully uh, that works out soon, but you know, it's just, again, following that journey, you know, enjoying the process and uh, enjoying the ups and also the downs at the same time, because, you know, life is just like baseball at the end of the day. And, and you have to enjoy, uh, you know, the best players go three for 10. And those are the players that get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So if I can go three for 10 in life, I'll be happy. Alex, you have a great attitude, man, for a young man your age, only 20. You're going out there and you're accomplishing your goals. And not only that, you're doing basically what many Americans would want to do. And that is just called baseball games in general. And you're doing it, even though it's at a minor league level, you're doing the dream and you're building building blocks. And that's what matters the most, Alex. So we really appreciate you coming on. And, you know, we really hope the best for you and, and your future as well. So we thank you for coming on. But before you go, before you go, the people follow Alex Fuse and your podcast, even your personal, you know, your personal stories on Instagram or on Twitter. How do they follow you? Sure. It's just my name, Simple Alex Fuse. Uh, F-E-U-Z, and then the Whole Story podcast uh, this past week. I know you guys uh, already said Susan Wallman was on this week, and then today we just posted one with Vicky Guerrero, who uh, Vicky is a good friend of mine now, and she's a legendary pro wrestling manager and GM for the WWE, and now she's making some appearances and all, all elite wrestling, AEW. So, you know, it, it's always fun to catch up with people that either – I'm just meeting like Susan or one that I've been able to cross paths with throughout the years. And, you know, it's still fun just hearing them tell their own stories and being able to let them tell them their stories as much as they feel comfortable doing. So that's what I love most. And I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun. 
Absolutely, Alex. You're welcome back. Likewise, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Of course. Well, that was the one and the only Alex views. Well, well, you, I couldn't have said it any any. Twenty years old, going out there and doing the damn thing. I appreciate him for making some time, man. Absolutely. Bright futures ahead of Alex Fuse, and you know what more can you want? What more can you say? Alex is just you know a good, just a good guy in general. You know what more can you want? What more can you say? Cheers to the future, Alex. Your future is bright for sure, bud. Thank you very much. Stay safe, okay? You too. Likewise, you too. pal. Likewise. Will, any final thoughts on this episode, pal? No, no final thoughts here. Just like I said, every day has been a Sunday just about at this point, and just want to shout out Alex Hughes again for coming on. We really appreciate him sacrificing some time to talk with us, talk some sports, and even, you know, I hey, you got to learn something new every day, right? Felt like I learned something new from this young man. So really appreciate him. My final thoughts is, yeah, man, you know, um, I wish Antonio I had the mindset that he has a will. It would have saved me a lot of trouble and frustration and stress, man. So to have that state of mind at 20 is not an easy thing. So shout out to Alex and Will. Uh, no final thoughts, pal. Just awesome job by you for the whole week. And again, we just want to thank Alex for coming on, Will. So for my co-host, William Trucci, a.k.a. Rose C., and for our featured guest of the Burlington Royals and the Whole Story Podcast, Alex Hughes, I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic, following the board sports. Continue to be safe, continue to stay safe, and be well. We love you all. Peace out.